0: Are you praising her privately when nobody is around watching your marriage? These guys intentionally withhold praise. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in Ten. I'm Jim Ramos, and as you heard, I'm here with our producer, co-host, and good friend Dale Culver. How's it going today, man? I'm doing great. You, right, you got that screen slayer. pretty high. I can't even see your eyeballs. So tricky. I don't know. Is that like a Halloween costume? Yeah. Or are you going Hannibal Lecter on me? It's you like can't even the see you. TV show uh, Home Improvement where the neighbor's always behind the fence. You're like the neighbor, huh? <laughs> Gee. Yeah, I am a slayer of the animals. So yeah. I killed my first deer with a bow and my first whitetail and in seven degrees of a weather, put the stock on them. Pretty awesome. Thanks to my good friend, Big Steve Lane, who uh, took care of me. And it was pretty awesome. So I'm really excited to be back. We were yeah. able to actually take another animal to bring home to my dad and bless my dad with another animal. So it was a good week. That was a good-looking animal. Got to speak uh, to the men of Stateline Christian Church in Indiana and the men of Mattoon Family Worship Center in Illinois. So shout-out to those guys. Yeah. And uh, so in the midst of my vacation, I uh, still had a little bit of ministry opportunity, so really excited about that. So, hey, do you have a man-law for us today? I do. So I heard this quote on one of our podcasts we did. It says, when a man fails at work, he tries harder, but when he fails at home, he quits. And my point to this is, guys, we got to try harder at home and not throw in the towel. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting. I I see that all the time. I see these high-level guys, multimillionaires, actually, who are just bankrupt in their home. They get home and they crumble. Or they get home, they've got all these employees working for them, they get home and their wife's like, hey, you forgot to do this, you forgot to do that. They're like, wait, do you know who I am? Yeah, you're my husband, so get your butt in (laughs) gear. And so, yeah, we tend to compartmentalize our lives and we just can't do that. We need to be the same man in every compartment in which we dwell and live. So that's a good one, man, appreciate that. Hey, I want to get into the meat of the podcast today. Today's uh, episode is called Intimacy Anorexia. And Mm -hmm. that is uh, a phrase... Coined for the first time by Dr. Doug Weiss, and he's got a great uh, ministry out of Colorado. And uh, we had him on our episode 275, and he wrote the book Clean, A Proven Plan for Men Committed to Sexual Purity. And so in that book, he defines uh, intimacy anorexics or intimacy anorexia as the active withholding of emotional, spiritual and sexual purity from a man's spouse. Now, this can go either way, but we're talking to men here on this podcast. That means, and this is challenging to accept, that one spouse is intentionally withholding various aspects of himself from the other spouse. It's as if the intimacy anorexic is married to themselves and creates ongoing distance from his wife. That sounds like sick to me, but I see it all the time. I had a man just recently told me he was an intimacy anorexic. And so there are, you may be wondering, are you an intimacy anorexic? Here are 10 characteristics of a man who is an intimacy anorexic. And I would say, let's just do this on a you know, a a grading scale. So if you miss one of these, you get a 90. If you miss two of these, you get an 80. you miss three or more, you might have an issue with this, uh, and you might have to really address this in your home and and maybe even get counseling for it. So here we go. Characteristic one of the intimacy anorexic. It's like, say that 10 times fast. (laughs) Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Anyway, (laughs) number one, he's busy. And when I say busy, first of all, welcome to America, Right. If I had a dollar for every man who told me how proudly how busy he was, I'd be a millionaire. You know, we talk about busy all the time, but the problem with being busy is sometimes men purposely stay too busy to spend quality and quantity time with their spouse. Most women. You know, it's funny. Most women say my love language is quality time, and most men say my love language is physical touch. You know, and the, these are women need that time, and for a man to purposely withhold it under the under the line of "oh, I'm doing too much work," dude. If you're working seventy to eighty hours a week, I got I got a great suggestion for you. You need to quit your job. You're being violated. You're being abused at work. Nobody nobody thinks you're cool for working that much. I think you're an idiot, and I'll I tell people that all the time. You work eighty hours a week? Well, you're an idiot. Figure out your life and go make a difference in your home. Otherwise, you're going to ruin your wife and you're going to ruin your life. So we need to be careful with this, guys. And if if you're a guy who purposely overworks to stay away from being intimately acquainted with your wife and kids on different levels, of course, you've got a problem. Number two, blame. Blame intimacy anorexics blame their spouse for their marriages they want to be seen as the good guy all the time but the problem with that is the only way that this works is if the wife is the bad guy all the time and so I I see this with guys a lot of times and they will they will displace the responsibility on their wife you know Robert Lewis in his uh, book raising of a modern day man a modern day night he talks about uh, one of the attributes of manhood is accepting responsibility. And the man who refuses to do that is a man who probably has intimacy. He definitely has maturity issues, but he may have intimacy issues. It's not always your wife's fault. It's it's not always her fault. And if it is, is, you've either you either married a loser and made one hell of a bad choice, <laughs> which we know that isn't true. More likely, you've got a problem with intimacy. Number three, withholding love. Now, this sounds sick to me, man. Dale, you do this so well. You do this <laughs> as far as you 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 don't withhold love ever. But, oh, no. Uh, withholding love. This man purposely withholds love the way the wife likes to be loved. When things start bad because of this withholding, they drastically move back into this love-giving mode, which is really emotionally manipulation. Here's an example for this. My wife loves to have her feet rubbed. And over the years, she has trained me. So I, I literally rub her feet Dale, five nights a week. I literally do that four to five when she's not flying. I'll rub her feet, just what we do. But when I'm mad at her, I'll be like, "Get those feet away from me." <laughs> well, so, so I'm thinking about this, going, "That's a that's a that's a sickness." I should give her love even when she's not being cool to me, because that's agape. I'm gonna love her. Even when she doesn't deserve to be loved, which isn't very often, but I don't want to. I don't want to hold love for her, right? That's a that's that's a problem, and so if, if if you do that regularly, guy, you might have a problem with intimacy anorexia. Number four, withholding praise. Now this is a tricky one because these guys are good, oftentimes, at praising their wife publicly. So it's not what you say about your wife publicly that matters. It's it's how you praise her privately. Are you praising her privately when nobody is around watching your marriage? These guys intentionally withhold praise. They in, now, guys, this is intentional stuff here. Some of you may be saying, oh, man, I don't do that enough. I need to start doing that. That's not the guy we're talking about. We're talking about the guy who intentionally withholds praise. Number five, withholding sex. Now, now. Th- this Now, let me explain this. Dale's over there laughing because no. <laughs> they may not withhold sex from their partner. What they do, though, Dale, is they withhold intimacy mm. during sex. Mm. This is the key here, and here's what I mean. They uh, may objectify their bride by demoralizing or objecting, objectifying her in sexual roles and positioning. So they may put her in sexually... Uh, demoralizing positions, you know, degrading. So Roman uh, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 says, keep the marriage bed pure. Now Shanna and I have a, a rule when it comes to our sexual intimacy that anything goes as long as we both agree to it and it doesn't degrade or demoralize the other person. And so when you are in a situation where you're objectifying your wife, uh, that is what we're talking about, withholding intimacy during sex. Number six, withholding spiritually. Intimacy anorexics may be very religious. Now, Dale, we've seen this before. This this, uh, intimacy anorexic may be a pastor. They may be an elder. They may be a spiritual leader. In fact, I see this a lot with that people group. The problem is they're great in public But privately, they withhold praying with their wife. They withhold reading the Bible to their wife. They withhold anything spiritual in the home, and they put on the show when it's publicly. Their spiritual role is for public recognition and affirmation only, and they withhold the spiritual elements to grow their wife and to really be intimately acquainted with her spiritually. This is a problem. Number seven, feelings. IAs intimacy, anorexics, are unwilling and or unable to share their feelings with their spouse. They will avoid conversations or go blank or silent when feelings come up. They just will not deal with how they feel, things that anger them, things that hurt them, what's frustrating them. They just won't go there. They almost are sociopathic in nature. They just cannot deal with emotions. Number eight, Criticism. Ongoing or ungrounded criticism is another characteristic of IAs. This often flares up when a couple is getting close or in situations where closeness is expected, and they will flare up with uh, an argument. And you know what? It's funny. I actually do this sometimes. I don't do this all the time, but when I'm tired, I will just kind of just go off on a rant, and Shanna's really good about reeling me back in. Oh, baby, she's got a gift. But I will go off sometimes and it's unfounded. She doesn't deserve it. And it's wrong. And I've got to apologize during those times. Number nine anger or silence. Uh, I call this putting your spouse on the snubbing post. This is a dog training method, it's a horse training method. You'll tie them up to a post and leave them there and just ignore them. And I confess, I, I've done this before. Uh, It's cruel and harsh because I just go silent. I just go dark. I ghost my wife, I guess would be a term that you use. You know, I ignore the text, ignore the phone. I just ghost her. I I don't do this very regularly, not actually more rarely. But this is uh, the man who does this regularly. This is a problem with intimacy that we just go silent, we go dark. We we purposely ghost our wives, and that is not a good thing. So number ten is money. This is the least common characteristic of IAs, according to Doug Weese. This is all his material from his book Clean. But when this is present, it's strong. IAs will use money to control and manipulate the spouse through withholding funds, keeping the funds secret, or giving a strict allowance. So it's this it's this it's this emotional. Uh, control over the wife using money, and so guys, I don't know how you scored on that. I think Dale, Dale, I, I got about a A minus. How'd you do? I think I got a B plus. B? Come on, you're better at this than me. <laughs> so if you got a B plus, I'll give myself a B. But uh, uh, this is, but I mean, we see guys like this. I think there are guys out there going, "Man, I got a, I got a 50. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so, guys, this is a really, really serious. This is a marriage wrecker. If you don't fix this. So guys, mm-hmm. hey, head on over to our website, meninthearena.org. Grab your free electronic version of my bathroom book for men. You're going to love this book. When you do that, we're going to add you to our weekly equipping blast. I was in Illinois, and a guy's going, I get your equipping blast every week. I love that thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's There's no marketing involved. We're strictly trying to equip our MVPs, which are our men in the arena. Guys, did you know... That we are a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists to help you become your best version. Guys, because of a large group of generous champions, many of them are listening to this podcast. We're able to freely offer this podcast and a lot of our resources to men all over the world. We actually give our curriculum for free to active military men in underdeveloped nations, and those of you guys who are missionaries. Guys, get involved. You can find out more about how you can partner with this great ministry and help us to offer our resources to people, men all around the world, at meninthearena.org slash donate. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Deal with your IA. Grind it out. And... Be a man equipping men in 10 from men in the arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our men in the arena forums, join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, the field guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of equipping men in 10 from men in the arena. Remember when a man gets it, everyone wins.